There are people saying Herb Jones could be on the trading block for the New Orleans Pelicans. I'll help you make sense of the latest match of trade rumors, plus what happened against the Suns and what to expect at the NBA's trade deadline. It's a Monday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off another week's worth of podcasts. I got this week planned out. We got a lot to cover. We're going to get into Herb Jones trade rumors. What? We're going to get into the Suns game, that kind of beatdown that the Pelicans suffered on Friday, and more trade deadline expectations tomorrow's episode. You want to be coming every day, or it's a great period of time to start listening every single day to Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, the number one Pelicans podcast out there, because we're going to dive more into trade targets, ones that maybe aren't on your radar, but should be. And that's going to be tomorrow's show. Also get you set for the Utah Jazz game. Wednesday, we're going to recap it. More trade deadline talk on Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a lot here on Locked On Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get into this. The latest rumors, and this comes from Matt Moore at HP Basketball on Twitter from the Action Network. Also, by the way, co-host of Locked On Nuggets and does the Tuesday episode, sorry, the, yeah, the Tuesday episode of Locked On NBA. So he's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know Matt, I definitely trust what he has to say on all of this, and none of this should really surprise you. And he said, the Pelicans are willing to include Herb Jones in traits. You know, goes on to say that, you know, there are concerns about the salary cap that with Zion making a lot of money, B.I. making a lot of money, C.J. making a lot of money, you know, Trey Murphy is going to need to get a... Um, bigger contract coming up in the future. Herb Jones got paid, right? All of these guys came to making money. We talked about how they would need to really, how basically at the trade, I just got an initial text. At the trade deadline, they would need to duck under the luxury tax because they're concerned about it. We did a whole show about that, really trying to kind of explain what they were looking to do. The money basically is a factor in all of this. What I said in that show was they're concerned about the long-term cost of this team. They're worried about paying the luxury tax for where they are. And lo and behold, they did a salary dump of Kyra Lewis Jr. So if there are concerns about long-term salary on this team, one guy you might be able to get rid of is Herb Jones. Team-friendly deal at basically $12.5 million a year, but that's still a lot of money if you want to pay Trey Murphy. And one of the things to look at and why this is maybe coming into play is a couple of things here. One is, and we'll get more into this in the next segment as we talk about the game against the Phoenix Suns, the starting lineup just hasn't been playing particularly well for whatever reason. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas has a negative net rating on the season. 
They're minus four. That's offensive rating minus defensive rating. The team has a a net rating of positive 4.1. So you're in the exact opposite direction with that. They're in the 50th percentile, really the 48th percentile when it comes to scoring. And defensively, they're not good. They're in the bottom quartile when it comes to defense. It's been better since the Lakers lost. So this is looking at over the course of the season. But still, they haven't been like an elite unit like you would think, particularly for a team that's playing well. So when you look at some of their lineups, it's a little kind of wonky when you try and make sense of what's going on here. You're not going to take Zion out of the starting lineup. You're not going to take Brandon Ingram or CJ out there. You're not going to trade any of those guys. Valanciunas is your starting center, and it kind of leaves the odd man out of Herb Jones. And we'll, again, talk more about it when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, but there's games like where Devin Booker just goes and does Devin Booker things, and does Herb help you there necessarily if he's not going to give you kind of the impact of the offense? So it's weird. This team is... Good, but not great. And so as you explore trades to try and upgrade the roster, and I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question here, or let me know in the comments down below on YouTube, right? Like, where does this team need to, like, improve? I know some of you are going to say rim protection. Some of you are going to say rebounding, right? Someone might say three-point shooting. Someone might say they need a point guard. When you have a starting lineup like this Pelicans team, you're not going to upgrade CJ. You're not going to upgrade Brandon. You're not going to upgrade over Zion. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? It puts them in a weird spot when it comes to the NBA's trade deadline, which is coming up here very soon, right? February 8th. So Herb Jones being included in these rumors makes some sense to me just from that that kind of perspective of, well, he's the odd man out. He's making over $10 million a year. We maybe can save some money that way. The other thing is, and then he's the odd man out in terms of like play and stuff like that. You know, the other factor of it is they don't have a ton of mid-tier salary. This team is in, you know, kind of a weird spot where they're really top-heavy and then for the most part pretty cheap. You have two guys that are kind of mid-tier salary players, and that's Herb Jones and Larry Nance Jr. You know, Larry, I think they want to keep. I think they he's been very good this year, brings a lot to the team, and is at a position of need where they don't have a ton of depth at the center position, the big man position, where on the wing, maybe they do have some of that, Right. So I think when you look at that, it makes Herb Jones kind of not necessarily expendable, but at $12 million this season, he's a guy that you could package to bring back bigger salary and it could really work, right? You can package Jonas Valanciunas and Herb Jones together to go and get a guy like Jared Allen. The money then works for the most part with that, with maybe another player coming back to the Pels. So it doesn't shock me. And when you look at David Griffin, he's been willing to kind of look at trades for almost everyone like on his rosters throughout his time in the league, right? You know, LeBron James was untouchable, but was anybody else with that Cleveland roster? I don't think so. When you look at, you know, his time here in New Orleans, we've had it where we heard that maybe Zion was going to be in trade rooms. And they had trade discussions around Zion, right? You know, we know that Brandon Ingram, maybe they talked about sending him to Charlotte for uh, Brandon Miller. So all of those things are kind of factors into this where I don't think this is necessarily fake, right? Like if you can get a lot for Herb Jones, and I'll tell you immediately upon this news coming out, other Locked On hosts wanted to talk to me about hypothetical trades, and I had a couple reach out, and one of them proposed a deal where the Pelicans get two first-round picks for Herb Jones. That's a real good return or value on a guy that was a second-round pick for you. So if you have that ability to do it, is it better to cash in on that guy or... Herb Jones means so much. And look, I love Herb Jones, not on Herb's thing, right? 
The I think he adds a lot to this team. He's the right kind of player. I think a player that a lot of people here in New Orleans can identify with. But at the end of the day, it's about winning an NBA championship. So, yeah, they'd her- include Herb Jones in a trade. That would work. I don't think there's really anyone untouchable on this team, truly, if the price is right. You know, that's not the case for a lot of players around the league. But I think with this team here, like, yeah, certainly they could potentially move anyone. They looked at moving Zion Williamson. That says something, right? Definitely could move Herb Jones then. So coming up next, let's talk about that loss to the Phoenix Suns and how the starting lineup kind of impacted the team. I think it ties into this discussion here. It's going to tie into what we'll talk about in the third segment of trade deadline expectations. It's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about LinkedIn. In jobs. It's the start of the new year, and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. Look, the Pelicans maybe need to upgrade their team too. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help identify the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board, it's a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring an easy is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors by small businesses. So, Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to you like nobody else is. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday to Locked On Pelicans. Or if you listen one day a week, listen two days a week. This is a great time to start listening a little bit more as tons of rumors are going to be flying. We're going to be hearing tons of things. We're going to be covering it all here on Locked on Pelicans in the lead up to the trade deadline. Tomorrow's show, a couple of targets that you need to know about that you might not be aware of already that the Pelicans are looking at when it comes to the NBA's trade deadline and what they're looking to do. We'll get into kind of some of the general stuff in the next segment here. But let's switch gears and look at the game Friday against the Phoenix Suns. Pelicans basically getting run out of the building, 123-109. It wasn't as close as the final score indicates as Phoenix had a 30-point lead in this one. Devin Booker went off, right? 52 points in three quarters. He was very, very good and basically just unstoppable in this one. 52 points on 30 shots. He was 6 of 10 from three, 10 of 10 from the line, four rebounds, five assists for him, one turnover, which is just absurd. The Pelicans found themselves in a hole early as the Phoenix Suns went out and really pushed. They won that first quarter 41-28. This goes to what we were saying about maybe no one being untouchable, maybe Herb Jones being on the block. Starting lineup has not been great. And in this game, they just didn't have it against the Phoenix Suns. One of the things Willie Green said after the game, which has definitely come into play a lot of times, is that when teams get real physical with New Orleans, they tend to kind of fall apart. The Pelicans fall apart. They stagnate their offense, and it just doesn't work. There's no more off-ball movement. They're not passing the ball. They're not you know, sending out assists and things like that, and that's a problem for this team. And you really saw it in this game. Phoenix came in and basically made the Pelicans incredibly uncomfortable. And from that point... 
on, New Orleans was on the back foot and didn't really know what to do. So when your starters, one of the things to look at with the starting lineup is you want them to push the lead. Like your starting lineup should be your best group for the most part, right? And that's the group that is supposed to go out and build you leads. And then when subs come in, you got to hope that they don't blow that lead. They keep it even. And if they can gain a point or two, that's really great. But they shouldn't be coming in and doing the majority of the work to leading you to victory. Otherwise, those guys should be the starters. Really as simple as that. New Orleans with this starting lineup struggling. And some of these big blowout games are really skewing the numbers, I think, a little bit too. You know, they just haven't done well for whatever reason, right? Maybe it's just that there's not enough shooting, right? Brandon Ingram doesn't take as many threes as we want. Against the Charlotte Hornets, he did. That was great. But kind of reverted back to not great shooting in this one. He was one of five, but at least he's taking more threes. CJ is the other shooter, but he was one of seven here. You know, Herb Jones was one of six. You need more shooting in that starting lineup, and maybe that means you need to make a trade if you're trying to balance offense and defense too because, look, Trey Murphy has been struggling over the past couple of games here. This also goes back to something I said on Friday's show, right? They take 40 or more threes. They were 4-0. Well, they took 42 here. They just made 10 of them, 23.8%, lost the game. It's not about taking the threes. It's about who's taking the threes and making teams pay. And they weren't doing that in this one. They just didn't make the Phoenix Suns pay. If they were, it would have been a different game. So part of this is I don't hate some of the execution, right? Trey took five shots. That's fine. CJ taking seven shots from three is good. Herb going sick, taking six. Don't love that, even though he shot relatively well this season. But on high volume, that can be a concern. He's shooting now 37.8% from three. It's not elite. It's not bad. You know, they need to make teams pay and they didn't do that. Maybe it is time for a change in the starting lineup that just brings this team, this lineup, new energy. You know, one of the things to note when you look at E field goal percentage and that adjusts for the fact that a three is worth an extra point, right? I've said 50% from the field is the equivalent of 33% from three. So when you see a stat called E field goal percentage, it's effective field goal percentage. It's different than just FG percentage. That factors in threes. You know, their starting lineup isn't great at that, right? It's kind of average, slightly above average. The starting lineup needs to be better with shooting. They're just not getting that. And because they don't get the spacing there, they don't get to the free throw line nearly as much as they should. And it kind of negates a lot of the advantages that this team could have. So when you look at it, that's what happened against the Phoenix Suns. That and the fact that Devin Booker was going off. And this is one of the complaints that we've had of Willie Green. When you're down, you need points. When Devin Booker was basically just unconscious, 18 of 30, right? Torching this team. Herb Jones wasn't stopping him. No one was stopping him. Why do you keep trying to stop him, right? At a certain point, you need to just lean into your offense and try and outscore everybody else or keep up with them. And they didn't do that and it led to the loss. And that's happened multiple times throughout this season that when they're down a bunch, they keep trying to play defensively thinking they're going to get stops and they don't. If those defensive lineups were working, they wouldn't have as many blown leads in the fourth quarter, second half of double digits as they do. And so this team does need to really think about what their identity is, what they want to kind of hang their hat on. Again, I think they are good defensively. They've been good defensively this season throughout all of it, even with games like this, yet they keep trying to lean more in on the defense when it would be better to lean in more on the offense and improve that. 
you have the fifth best defense and it falls to sixth, that's fine. But if you can jump your offense up from 10th to fifth, that's a significant jump too. And the NBA right now is an offensive driven league and the Pelicans just don't seem to be thinking about that right? Maybe you need to be paying Trey Murphy, even though he's struggling more minutes than Herb Jones is, or making sure that Trey is getting significantly more shots than him. You know, at least Jordan Hawkins got run in this one was three of eight from deep. That's good. But some of these guys just aren't offensive players and it is hurting you, right? Like Dyson Daniels and his minutes out there went one for four, two points. That's not Great. Some of the other losses they've had, you've seen similar things too. This is where the Pelicans need to kind of do a little bit of looking in the mirror and be like, what do we want to do? I don't think this is all bad. I do think they were generating good enough looks. I don't mind CJ taking seven threes. I don't mind Trey Murphy taking five. The fact that they combined to go two for 12 is more of an outlier than the reality of the situation that's going to be on a night to night basis for them. So that's something to keep in mind too. But one of the things I think this loss says, and this is a big takeaway here is, is this team truly like a top end competitive team in the Western Conference? It's mixed results so far. You know, they lost to Phoenix. Phoenix has been playing really, really good basketball. You know, they've lost other games too. That blowout loss to the Clippers, that was against a top team, right? They lost to Dallas the other night. They got trounced by Denver a good bit. But they also have quality wins over Minnesota, you know, over Denver, over OKC. So I don't think we're ready to really figure out what this Pelicans team is. But I think it's safe to say that they're not like a runaway true contender in the Western Conference when you have these kind of blowout losses. Close loss to the Phoenix Suns, that would be one thing. Getting run out at home, coming out slow, coming out with a lack of energy. Those are all things that you can control. And that says this team probably does need to be aggressive at the NBA's trade deadline, which we'll talk about coming up in just a second here. So that probably means like every everyone and everything is on the table should a deal get done. And certainly the Pelicans are going to be very active. How active? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, it's the new year, and maybe you want to just improve a little bit. What are some of the things you want to keep the same about your life in 2024, where you're already doing well? Think the opposite of new year, new you. You're doing things properly, and around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you organize one part of your space, you're ready to tackle another. Maybe you're taking your supplements every morning, now you actually want to work on making sure you eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. And what I love about BetterHelp, and I've used BetterHelp before, is you don't need just you know, major trauma to benefit from therapy. It's there to help you be empowered to be the best version of you. And it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I don't have time to drive to a doctor's office to sit down, wait, and then go in, right? You're kind of always, when you're looking for therapy, looking for help, kind of landlocked, right? Whoever's close to you is who you got to go to. But with better help being entirely online, you can find the right therapist for you that you work with. And if you don't like them, it's okay. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. 
but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place any $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. What I love is the FanDuel app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup again that is fanduel.com slash locked on 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose with a five dollar bet fanduel official partner of the nfl and the official sports book of locked on And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And oh boy, we've got a lot to cover in the next couple of weeks as the Pelicans gear up towards the NBA's trade deadline because this team needs to do something, it feels like. Not necessarily. And we're going to make an argument later in the week, probably on Thursday, for not doing anything at the trade deadline here. So kind of a weak move, but there's reasons not to. But I think there's plenty of reasons to do it. And certainly the Pelicans, as they always have been, are going to be very active at this trade deadline. And I think they know that they really need to do something. Just something is missing a little bit for this team. I think they're growing. I think they're improving. They haven't reached their ceiling yet. We don't know what their ceiling is yet. But I think we can definitely see that it's maybe not as high as we once thought it was. And that's fine. They can still be a growing team on the right kind of trajectory and path. But... They need to do a little something. And so at the trade deadline, I'm looking to them to be active. You know, I think a lot of teams around the league don't know what to make of this Pelicans team. So you're going to see rumors kind of be all over the place. That's why Herb Jones one came out, right? I'm certain that people think they want to improve the center position. That seems to be the prevailing theory. I've said I think they could use a backup point guard to really kind of help run the offense a little bit more and maybe add some more offense to this team when some of the starters, some of B.I., Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum aren't out there on the court. We'll see. They definitely need to kind of improve, though, it feels like. So one of the things I don't think they want to do is necessarily necessarily include like all of their trade assets in everything. So there is potential for them to make like a huge like out there move. But I wouldn't be shocked if they don't land kind of like the big name that you're all thinking or hoping for. You know, Jared Allen, I think, is going to be tough. The Cleveland Cavaliers are playing very good basketball right now. Jared Allen is playing the best basketball of his career. They're the fourth seed. They're on a one, two, three, a seven-game winning streak right now. And they're doing that without Darius Garland or Evan Mobley. You know, they're doing it behind basically Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and a bunch of shooters out there on the court. And it's working. And I wonder if New Orleans sees that and goes, maybe we can do something like that too. And I wouldn't be shocked if there's kind of a bit of a adjustment to try and add some more shooting to this team is something they would kind of want to do in the background, even though they have shooters here. But it likely means they're not going to hit some of the big names if they're going to kind of be reluctant to go all in, like, again, is Jared Allen that big of a difference maker to me? He's good. He helps, but I don't see him as the guy that's like, that's who's going to win you an NBA title. So that might mean that this team brings in a name that you're not as familiar with. Someone that isn't as inspiring as Jared Allen, but still fits what they want to do and allows them to make the other tweaks. You know, when you look at this team, 
that might be a backup center. And we'll use, I'll give you some names in tomorrow's show. I have them and a couple of other guys that you need to keep an eye on. You know, it also could mean there's like multiple tweaks to this team. It's not just swap out Jonas Valanciunas, put in Jared Allen. It might be then you also add Trey Murphy into the starting lineup and kind of see if you can overhaul things midseason. That's a little bit tough to do and a little bit scary. But clearly, and they're aware of this, right? David Griffin was on one of the broadcasts, I think it was against the Denver Nuggets, talking about how they know the starters' numbers haven't looked good. They need to figure out how to maximize those guys and make them the most efficient versions of themselves here, and they're not doing that. They know that changes need to be made, and that's at least the good thing. It's going to be really interesting. I think as we get closer to the NBA's trade deadline, you're going to hear this team in all sorts of rumors, all sorts of rumors. So it's going to be interesting to see where they fall with all of that. What do you want them to do? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube, and maybe that'll get brought up in tomorrow's show. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy. No, we don't have a game tonight. It's going to be on Tuesday night. That's good. More trade rumors and targets for you in tomorrow's show. We got a lot to cover here, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow to talk more trade targets for the Pels. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.